All right, Kiss Army. Now close your eyes. You're about to be podcast. Podcast Rock City. And with that familiar music, actually those two combinations of familiar musics, you are listening to a crossover podcast kiss event. Joining me as a host of the podcast, and I guess I'm a host of the podcast Rock City, we'd like to welcome this gentleman please introduce yourself uh my name is joe from podcast rock city it's great to be here well it's great to be anywhere right joe yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah above ground is awesome yeah and that's one of gene's uh, lines that's actually good uh we've gotten to become kind of close uh, over the last few weeks and uh, really your show is kind of like a new show as of late even though you've had some history you've right. kind of rebooted and you have a very uh, different kind of pod, Kiss podcast. You basically go twenty to thirty minutes. What do you? What, how, how how did you arrive at that? Well, I went online, and I uh, I just checked out a bunch of stuff to see. Everybody's show is basically an hour or two hours, or they're mm-hmm. splitting the shows up. And I thought, if I'm going to do a weekly show, which is what I absolutely wanted to do, because I love it, I enjoy it. It's so much fun. Um, then I have to I have to keep it simple, stupid. <laughs> so I figured a 20-minute show or less or, you know, maybe a little bit over, depending on if I was interviewing somebody, would be enough where a person could take the time once a week and listen and not feel like, oh, my God, I'm going to be doing this for an hour. With a show that's monthly, you can do an hour show because people want – they've built it up and they're going, oh, my God, I can't wait to hear the podcast. Now I'm going to get an hour, hour and a half, or you know, out of it. And but with my show, they're going, oh god, I don't want them to be like, oh, another hour this week, another hour the next week. Mm-hmm. So I figured, right. I'll just, you know, twenty or thirty minutes should be plenty to keep their attention. And you're calling it your quick kick kiss fix, right? What is yeah, it? yeah, you called it that, and I oh. used it because it's brilliant, and it was your twenty minute kiss fix. There you go. Perfect, perfect. Look, you know, when somebody gives you a good idea, if you don't take it, you got to be stupid. Excellent. And I encourage people to check out the last few episodes of Podcast Rock City. It's very good. We've had uh, such handsome, hairy people as uh, Matt Porter on the show. And, uh, right. The ever-stoned from Jendel, uh, Jody Havnot. Yeah, it was a lot so, of fun. you know, hey, it's, it's good company to be in. And uh, I understand Jody's going to be helping you out a bit. Yeah, sure. He messaged me and asked me. He was like, you know, I'd like to do that again. And I was like, what about monthly? And he was like, great. He's like, dude. (laughs) (laughs) Well, let's assume that nobody's that's listening to the podcast has ever heard of Podcast Rock City. And we're also going to assume that people that are listening to Podcast Rock City have never heard of the podcast. So we're just going to introduce each other a little bit. My name is Ken Mills, and I'm one of the hosts here. And I have been a KISS fan since 1975. My first uh, introduction to KISS was, believe it or not, the 8-track for Dress to Kill. I washed my neighbor's car for it. And uh, I, I actually washed the car more than I, I ever thought I would because I just wound up keeping it. And I would show up and he'd like, dude, it, it's, it's yours. Like after eight car washings, like, dude, just keep it. 
That's so, great. And I didn't really understand the full weight of what Kiss was because on that little postage size stamp cover on that A-track, it just had the guys in suits. And <clears throat> I had not really been hit in the head by Cream Magazine or, you know, rock periodicals as of yet. And uh, I was trying to figure out who these guys were. I just figured that that was a picture taken for that album cover. That it wasn't so much for guys in makeup, but that was just like for that cover, if that makes sense. You know, because you had like Led Zeppelin covers with like sure, right. a chick on a rock. That didn't mean she was in the band. So, um, <laughs> so that was kind of weird, but what really bit me was Alive. And I'll tell you what really bit me was the song Parasite off of Alive. Mm-hmm. So let's find out a little bit about your KISS fandom. Well, uh, my name is Joe Polo, and um, I've been a fan. I, you know, if, if I could tell you the exact year, I, that would be great, but I can't. I can tell you that my neighbor from across the street introduced me to KISS, and the first time I saw it, uh, or them, was the Love Gun record he had. Uh-huh. So, so I know that it wasn't after 78, I'm sure, but... I, you know, and he had the Kiss dolls already, or the Kiss action figures. Yes, sorry. the action figures. We're, we're and, all heterosexual um, men. We'd never play with dolls. No. And I was hooked Even though I love my I dolls. I saw it, and I was like, what is this? And um, I took it and ran with it. And, I've you know, I've been a fan ever since, and I have been in fights and gotten beaten up over them. And <laughs> my family, you know, has been like, oh, my God, I can't believe he's still into Kiss. He's 43, and I'm like, whatever. It's fun and awesome, and I, you know, you know, like a lot of people, I've done as much as I possibly could afford <laughs> to do over the time, and that includes going to Detroit to see them, or seeing them in Atlanta, or or going on. A, I've been on a couple Kiss cruises, mm-hmm. and those were fun, and uh, that's pretty much it. So basically, both you and I cover some of that first wave of kiss history or kiss fans if you will oh yeah we kind of grew up with the originals threw up with the originals whatever you want to say right but, uh you know we've been here from the beginning pretty much right and uh, in one form or another uh what this episode is about is uh you know with the rock and roll hall of fame and some people being divided amongst the kiss fan base it's just kind of interesting to think of where we started and where we are now and what basically got me to think along these lines is I was watching a show from 1977 the band was still in their uh, destroy rock and roll over outfits and my 12 year old stepson was saying uh, how much he loved Tommy and everything and I said yeah but this is the real kiss and this is my kiss and as much as I love the current lineup as much as I love Bruce Kulick, so on and so forth, this is my kiss. And he says, so you don't like Tommy? And I said, no, no, I really love Tommy. But this is what it was for me. At your same, at, at the same age that you are now, this is when I got into Ace. And I was thinking later on that night that you and I are kind of like anomalies to some people. Right. I think there's a segment of the kiss fandom that that can accept both Tommy and Ace in the makeup or out of the makeup. It doesn't matter. 
and then there's that uh, segment that just can't. I, I'm going to say that when it first happened, I was stunned. I was discussing with my wife. She asked me how many shows I caught after the uh, farewell tour. And I said, not as many as you would think, because it was one thing when we saw Eric in the makeup, because in Pete's makeup, because it was just supposed to be for the last few bits of, 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 of those shows, those last right. few bits of shows. Like Japan. Yeah. And that this was it. It's sad that it had to wind up this way, but here we are. And then it just kept going, and it kept going, and it kept going. <laughs> and then, right, right. <clears throat> and then we had uh, the World Domination Tour, and there's Tommy. And I had met Tommy back when he was in uh, Black and Blue. I had met Tommy when he was working for KISS, and then I later met Tommy when he was in the band. But it was just kind of bizarre to make that transition, because Ace was my guy in KISS. Who was your guy in Kiss back in the seventies? Uh, well, Ace was my guy. I um, he I actually have his name tattooed on my leg. Oh my! He autographed Crazy my leg. You. I had it tattooed onto my leg. Mm-hmm. He is my guy. When I play guitar, I try my best to have that same kind of Ace feel. I always call it walking the line between sloppy and amazing. Right. Um, now let me ask you the most important question I could ask anybody who grew up uh, playing guitar, influenced by his Frehley. Do you make the mouth puckering sounds, or uh, the, the faces? faces? Yeah, yeah. The you know what? I don't. I do. I can't help you it. Do. On the other hand, there's times when I'm like doing the Paul Stanley outstretched arm thing where he holds the pick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Under his pointer finger, and I'm like, I'm like telling the kids, okay, go vacuum that room in there over here, <laughs> over there, you know. Yeah, so, that's uh, awesome. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, I, I've always, even when I was a kid, and I would pick up the broom or a Martin guitar or whatever, I would always make those faces. And when I could first make a guitar cluck like a chicken, that you know, kind of thing that Ace is known for. That was it to me, you know. Uh, yeah. And uh, the other song that really wanted me, that got me to want to play the guitar, was "Day Tripper" by the Beatles. And so, I've always gravitated towards the lead guitar kind of position in bands. Even in the Monkees, I like Mike Nesmith. So, anyhow, that's a whole other thing. But uh, <laughs> so, <laughs> it's just kind of weird because, like I was saying, at the time that Tommy came into the band, it was like, whoa. Now, when did you find out that he was in the band? Um, well, we were around the time of the Dick Clark thing, you know, a little yeah, bit before that. that was the same for me. I was telling somebody today. I had no idea it happened until they played Dick Clark, and I went, that's not Ace. Well, I remember uh, reading Kiss Online, the message boards, and they had announced that they were doing that show. Right. And I sat there with, with my wife at the time, and I was just, I was cold. I was just, I was recording it, and I'm so glad I did, because I probably watched it like five times that night, I'm like, this is so weird, but then again, we weren't really told that Tommy is now in the band, it was, Tommy's there for this appearance, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, it, it wasn't like a big proclamation, Tommy Thayer, new guitarist and Kiss, that, that came a little bit later, and it was something that I had to get used to. And it's weird because if you look at him visually, 
you can kind of see where he kind of came to an ease in the role of being the guitar player Kiss and playing that role, if you will. And my question is, is how is it possible that you and I can accept Tommy in the makeup and can you or can you not? Well, that's a that is the question of questions because out of everybody when you listen to them that always becomes the big argument. Eric Singer gets slapped around a little bit but Tommy gets beat with a stick. Mm-hmm. Um why why him and not the other though? I you know I don't is know maybe because, because Eric's been in the band so long. I mean yeah. That's about all I could get out of that. I mean, the people that don't like Eric Singer, though, they really do not like Eric Singer. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to Tommy, for me, I'm I'm happy my band is going to keep going. And if there's going to be a guy that's going to play the guitar in Kiss, and by the way, also play Bruce's licks, and by the way, also play Vinny's licks, and Mark St. John's licks... Tommy's, you know, he's been in the family a long time. That's the way I look at it. It's a Kiss family, you know, and I think too many people look at Tommy as like the redheaded stepchild, you know. <laughs> I mean, they really do, you know, and it's it just doesn't make any sense. I'm so glad it's somebody that's been in the band and a fan of the band rather than just some guy Joe. that they found, you know. Even Eric Carr, when he joined the band, he told them that he listened to the band and loved the band, but you found out later on that he, he did it. Right. He did right. it, you know. But this guy, man, he, you know, he had the posters on his walls. He had the records. You know, he toured the country dressed as Ace. Mm-hmm. And it's funny because some fans will say, well, yeah, he was in a quote-unquote failed 80s band. And, and then you mention, well, Eric Carr was a stove repairman. Yeah, and but, um, and he also I, I I could if I'm in a band and we open for Kiss I didn't fail. That's how I look at it too. Yeah, I would take that in a second. Because there's a lot of bands that don't make it as far as Black and Blue did or or Badlands or whoever you know. So sure, sure. But uh, to me, I think it's very possible to accept it all. But let me ask you this: since people don't think that. You know, there there are those fans who have, like, if, if, if you ask them what is their least favorite or most hated Kiss album, they, they go into brain ambulism. They just, they just can't compute, you know, does not compute. What is, who is your least favorite member of Kiss? Ever? Ever. Uh, I mean, it would, Mark St. John, you know, I, I, I didn't get him enough, you know. Yeah, I'm kind of like that as well. Uh, I think that that's my answer as well. And the little chihuahua that's barking, that's his answer too. You know, the, if Her a dog answer. is smaller than a football, it's not really a dog. Yeah, that goes back to the great Ron Swanson. We salute our yeah. hat to him. So, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah he's, she's, she's a little yipper yapper. But, uh, uh, it's okay. hey, that's, it's live radio, folks. So there we go. Um, from our podcast central location we have a chihuahua as our guard dog so (laughs) well you know what and i'm i was thinking about something you know um what do you think aggravates the fans more is it the is tommy wearing the makeup or tommy playing shock me well at this point if tommy playing shock me still bothers you you need to find something else to get excited about because it's been done to death you know what i mean right and uh you know paul said the other day 
I, I don't have the exact quote in front of me, but it was something to the effect of, yeah, why shouldn't so-and-so play? Yeah, they, they were asking about uh, Ace and Pete playing together recently and whether they had a right to play those songs. And he says, everybody has a right to play those songs. Those are great songs, you know. So that he's kind of being consistent in that because he loves Shock Me. So there you go. What right. I didn't really care for is the fact is when they kind of blended the two songs out of this world shocked me together right because out of this world to me while i didn't really care for it on the album once i heard it live it clicked you know and and there's a lot of kiss songs that if you go back that's the pedigree of a lot of great kiss songs you hear them on the album go "Eh, it's okay then you hear it live and it's like oh my god that's the way deuce is supposed to sound so, you know, this is nothing new with this band. Right. On the second uh, Kiss Cruise, they played a, um, almost the whole album. Mm-hmm. And um, and people really got into it. It was, you know, a lot of fun. I, I, Tommy, the thing that, you know, I think that their Kiss is missing out on when it comes to it mainly is Paul brought the rock star. Gene Simmons brought the monster. Peter Chris brought the sensitivity of Kiss. You know, mm. Ace brought cool. You know, then you had Vinny with his own, you know, personality. Then you had no makeup, and you had Mark, and then you had Bruce. But they still got to be themselves. And uh, which, Mark brought the confusion. Yeah, Mark did bring the confusion. <laughs> Poor guy, you know. And then Tommy joins the band, and he goes. I'm Tommy, but I look like that guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, do you think that? Do you think that that Kiss is missing an opportunity, both financially and fan-wise, to gain you know new fans by having different makeup on him, or even on Eric? I mean, I know we're talking about Tommy and Ace, so I mean, you're talking about you know if, if they if they put a poster out of just Tommy. Mm-hmm. People would go. I I don't want to buy that. <laughs> you know. <laughs> well, the, it, but there it, it are people happen. that would because he does have his own fans. That's one thing. Like a lot of people will say, um, nobody ever learned guitar and wanted to play like Tommy Thayer. But if you go on YouTube and do a search for Modern Day Delilah, you'll see people doing playing that, it. You know? Right. So, and they're wearing the makeup. In some cases, you know, some fifteen-year-old kids wearing a vest and a the makeup and everything and it's like okay well that's cool and 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 i'm glad that that continues on because i'm glad that kiss is not over i guess that that's one thing that i'm grateful for for whatever life there is left in this band or whatever they decide to do with it i'm kind of glad that it's going to go on right i feel the same way you know i i don't know if i would be able to embrace a kiss 2.0 right without ace without uh gene and paul but i'm telling you right now that if I had great grandkids and I could take them to a place and say, I want to show you something. And, you know, <laughs> there's Deuce and that spectacle is still happening. I would love for that to continue. So I guess in my own way, I want this thing to continue on because it, it, I, I'm happy to see Beatles tribute bands. Right. Because we can't get the Beatles anymore. And it, it still does me good to be able to turn on uh, YouTube and watch the Fab Four uh, tribute band perform. And they do it very well. 
so you know that's that's a good thing but uh yeah is kiss missing out on the character of tommy <clears throat> yeah i suppose in a way they are because basically eric and tommy are in the broadway play version of kiss if you will right and yeah exactly they're playing somebody but here's the other side of that coin when you see tommy do you see ace because i don't no i don't i, I don't. never look at a i never look at tommy mm-hmm. and go oh now he's trying to be ace or whatever you know what i mean to right. me i see him just being a rock star dude yeah that's i yeah i don't have that issue at all but you know some of the things that that are that aggravate people is that you know there are people that do not know that's tommy right on the other hand when tom when when uh, paul blows his voice out in the concert going tommy tommy you know it's yeah it's not like they're hiding it and you know we used to get from the people that hated the uh fact that kiss had these other people in there and the quote-unquote imposters and all that nonsense that the band was wanting people to think that that's ace and pete with this rock and roll hall of fame thing whether it be on the kathy lee and michael show or the today show or whatever kiss has stood by these two guys right like it they've or been not. very loyal to, to them yeah and they don't have to let's be honest when it comes <clears> down to it at the end of the day uh, and by the way, every time you say at the end of the day, don't you like go, oh my God, is that the Kiss influence? In my life? Yeah, that's funny. <laughs> but but you you have uh, you know like I like I said at the end of the day, when it comes down to it, the band is legally Gene and Paul's. It's I always look at Kiss as Survivor. Remember the TV show Survivor? Right. And you had the four of them, and then Ace. Gene and Paul sided together and they put out Peter's torch and he got sent to Peter Island, you know, and and uh-uh. then, <laughs> and, then funny. and then Ace got the torch and then they brought people on and you know, okay, Eric's really cool, we're gonna keep him around and then it's like, Well, Vinny seems really neat. Look this guy's really talented. Uh maybe we need to vote him out, you know, and and as it went on to the point where we're where we are where we are. And KISS has been blessed to have some great players and some good people who've done a lot of good things charity-wise and stuff like that. And, you know, in in that way, I'm proud of the band and its legacy. I don't think KISS's legacy is tarnished because they had guys in rock star outfits, which really that is what the makeup is at this point. Right. So, anyhow. Well, I was wondering about this as well. Tommy now... I mean, I, I've had an easier time with Tommy now that he has had his own, like, sound. Like, Sonic Boom came out, and I was able to go, that's Tommy's playing. He's not playing Ace or Bruce, Bruce's music. He's playing Tommy's music. So it kind of gave him an identification, I think, musically at least. Right. Like, that's half of it. That's half of it. I, you know, when you hear Ace, you know, if you hear a Kiss song, you know that's Ace Fraley. Mm-hmm. You know, and when you see it, see Ace, you know that's Ace. So I feel like Kiss has gone ahead and given us half of the full I, package of identity that we would love to have for Tommy. You know, in the sound, he wrote a song, he played on a couple albums. You know, he sang some songs. You know, mm-hmm. and that's cool. But 
I don't know. I still kind of feel like I'm getting robbed as far as like that new man. Look how awesome this this costume is. Look how awesome you know. And then let him you know be Tommy Thayer. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't know if it's possible to be yourself in Kiss anymore. And well, that's, that's even. And that's even if Ace came back to the band. If let's say that Ace and Pete came back to the band, and it's the four originals. And they sit down and they go, okay, we're going to put a new album out, guys. And Paul's going to go, Gene, we got to come up with a cool demon song for you. And Ace, you need to do a cool song about being in outer space. (laughs) And Pete, you're from the streets. There's your homework. Write what you want, and we'll rewrite them when you bring them in. Right. And that's what would happen. And then Tommy will play them. Yeah. Or Bruce. Yeah. So, I don't even think... I mean, Into the Void, I thought that was a clunker of a song. And, uh, you know, whether you like it or not, I remember everybody like, oh, this is the real kiss. Oh, And it's like, this is subpar kiss. You know, you're still getting subpar kiss. And yeah. I don't mean to upset anybody, but if you take, like, you know the the best of Kiss and put it up against anything on Psycho Circus. You're going to have a hard time, you know, comparing the best of Kiss with a lot of the albums. Right. It, it it just works out that you know they can't even live in their own shadow. No, as a matter of fact, and that I does and, 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 and that is, and, and that is no matter who's in the band. Yeah, like I said, I, if Ace and Pete were back have, in the um, band, listen to thing. Psycho Circus two or three times ever. Really? Just be yeah. Just because I listen to it and I go, oh, but I own rock and roll over. <laughs> oh, I own Love Gun, <laughs> you know. And I go, oh, I can put that on, you know. Right. And I always feel like they were trying so hard, you know, to make. It's like Kiss so many times has rewritten rock and roll all night. Right. You know, they rewrite it, shout it out loud. You know, they rewrite it, and we are one. And, you know, and they rewrite it. and, and But, you know, like you said, you, you know, they can't touch that classic original sound. Now, Revenge was close. Well, that's a whole other topic, because to me, as great as Revenge is, uh-huh. I think that it gets a pass from a lot of people, because some of the songs just aren't that good. And I know that there's people out there, like, throwing their headsets down and you know just they're gonna smash everything but bite me Ken. yeah bite me mills uh but the thing is is that some of those songs just aren't that good and i think that it really comes down to the visual representation and i think that for some guys when they listen to asylum they looked at the golden girls outfits and heard through that filter Right. And in that sense, when Revenge came out, Kiss looked right. The black leather, they looked cool. But some of those songs are not as great as you think they are. I'm telling you. And there's some that are just amazing. So I, I think it that, was a return um, the to first form. time you heard Unholy. Oh, yeah. That was like, oh, my God, it's a new God of Thunder. Exactly. And... You know. Here's the weird thing. You know, we were talking about Kiss trying to recapture themselves or live in their own shadow or rewrite the same song over again. 
we really as KISS fans, you know, as much as we hate this, like for example, if they if they said, okay, Paul Stanley and Gene Simmons are going to take uh, calls from everybody, dial this number. You and I are going to sit there, someone ask about Kissology 4. Someone ask about, you know, this this one part, this one thing that we fixate as fans on. And what's it turn out? It's like, when are you coming to Chicago? Yeah. I don't are you going to play but, Shock uh, Me? Are you going to play Rock and Roll all night? You know, and it's like, oh, you're just sitting there as a Kiss fan going, these, this is the gene pool that they're pulling from. Gene pool, Paul pool. Yeah, no pun. Uh, yeah, but uh, you know, so you've got that kind of a situation where we've kind of trained Kiss that we only want a certain thing, we only want a certain sound, we only want a certain look, and if Kiss strays from that, like one of the things I mentioned that I'm a Beatle fan, and one of the things I love about the Beatles is if you look, like let's compare Kiss to the Beatles. All right. Ooh, you better be careful. Well, 1963, Kiss starts. <laughs> 1970 or 1963, the Beatles start. 1973, Kiss starts. They went from basically 1963 and 1969. Kiss basically went from 1973 to 1979. Okay. Right. So we've got approximately the same amount of period of the both original bands. And in that time, Kiss went from "She Loves You." to Strawberry Fields Forever, to Helder Skelter. The Beatles did. I just realized that I said kissed it. So, no, I caught you. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm with you. Okay, but the Beatles went from She Loves You, Strawberry Fields, to Helder Skelter. Kiss went from Rock and Roll Night to Rock and Roll Night to I Was Made for Loving You. Pass, we don't want that. So anything that stepped out of the realm of what we consider Kiss... We, we pass on. I mean, one of my favorite albums in a lot of weird ways is The Elder. And that gets slagged by people. You know, now th as we as fans, like, again, as a Beatle fan, I love, I love the diversity of Kiss. I'm glad that they're not like ACDC in the sense that every time you hear ACDC, there's basically three ACDC songs. And they keep doing the same ones over and over again. ACDC is the McDonald's of rock and roll. I will agree with that. You go up and order a number two with a Diet Coke and you're out the drive through And you, you get TNT. It. Exactly. Or Highway to Hell or whatever. Right. And would you like fries with that? Another genism. So, um, <laughs> but Kiss, Kiss has given us Shandy. Kiss has given us, you know, just a boy and tough love and unholy and there's quite a right. diversity, but that, every time they step away from Kiss, Destroyer, exactly, or Rock and Roll Over, or Alive, we smack them upside the head and go pass. So, as much as when Kiss did try the the Pharaoh, the Egyptian, the Sphinx, whatever Vinny was, the Ankh Warrior, right. or the Fox, <laughs> it didn't work. It did not work commercially like the other makeup did. Now, you and I both know that it it wasn't because, you know, uh, the, the public couldn't stand a fox that kisses, uh, you know, declined in their popularity. We know that. Right. 
So it really comes down to the fact that those were the lean years. Those were the hard years when Kiss was a joke commercially. And they could have put the best music out in their career. I mean, you look at Creatures, an album that people think is one of the best albums of all time was one of the worst selling albums of theirs at the time. So there you go. So, yeah, and it doesn't make any sense in, until you realize that the faces were different. Right. But I don't think that the public was even aware, honestly, that the faces were different. I know that when Peter Chris left the band, it was heartbreaking to us as fans. Right. And it was hard to deal with. And, you know, they did a lot of great PR to try to smooth everything over, but it was... It was a def- it was it was a difficult pill to swallow, if you will. And I felt like Peter Chris was breaking up our band. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. That's how I felt about it too. Actually, when it happened, I remember I got the Sixteen magazine and I looked at the cover and it said, "Like newsflash, Peter Chris leaves the band." And I was like, "Oh my god!" And they had this little picture of Eric and the makeup. And yeah. I was like, "What the hell is that?" And I remember thinking, man, I never even knew a band would break up. <laughs> yeah, remember. yeah. I thought it was harmonious. Yeah, it was strange. But those were those times, and here we are now. So, why is it you and I can accept Tommy in the paint, but other people can't? Um, I, that brings me to, that's a good question. I'm going to answer it with a question. Okay. Why do you think Ace's fans are so loyal to him? I don't know. That's that's another weird thing. Like we, we were just speaking about how when Peter Chris left the band, Peter Chris left us. He left us, right. And for us to be I guess beholden to the image and the the band, you know, the the iconic stand uh, standard of that band, you know, we really want them to be an unhappy family together. It goes back to they we will accept nothing else. Even if uh, Ace probably doesn't do as good, if, like for example, if Kiss were to get back together again, do we see Ace saying sto- sober? Or stober, one or the other. Uh, <laughs> you know, do we see uh, Pete walking away from it going, wow, I didn't get screwed over this time? Do we see Gene and Paul go, you know, those guys are pretty cool. It's right. going to be the same argument again. I was reading on the message board today that somebody asked Peter Chris why his makeup was weird on the Dynasty album cover. And he related a story that at the time, the band was so uh, disgruntled with one another that they couldn't even be together to get a decent photo shoot. And that that was part of the reason for the collaging of that picture. Because it's not right. that great of a picture. If right, you look no. at the poster on the inside, to me that's ten times the picture than the actual cover. I mean, people talk right. about how iconic the Dynasty cover is. Dude, that could have been a Polaroid, you know? <laughs> yeah. This, this, the poster on the center should have been the cover. Yeah, yeah. And I've seen some good fan mock-ups that, you know, would have worked either way. It's pretty much the same picture, just better but you know it, if you can't even stand to get a picture taken and I, I remember Peter smashed his hand during the filming of the Dynasty commercial I mean if you if you look at the, the Dynasty commercial when it gets to them walking up to the camera it's video it's a it is a uh, 
cardboard cutout of Peter Chris that you'll see because he smashed his hand from throwing a tantrum. Right. Didn't he put it through glass yeah, or something like yeah. that? Yeah. So this is how the band was getting along. And if you think about any time they've had to work together longer than, you know, a certain, like the Unplugged era, as soon as they start working together, it all comes back again. And to me, Kiss has been married not once but twice, and it didn't work out either time. And we, the kids, would love to see it work out or whatever. It's just not going to happen. It's not going to happen. And I can tell you as a person who has ex-wives that I would not remarry any of them them a second time. We should just be happy that we did get a second time. Well, yeah, but, like, think about it. So, you know, your kids are graduating or one of your kids has a kid, and you're going to run into your ex-wife or, you know, whatever the situation is and you're going to have to sit beside them in the church if there's a wedding and stuff like that you you have to make it good for the kids and i think that that's what what originally was the fans wanted at the rock and roll hall of fame we just wanted mom and dad to get together and for just get, one for just night. This one thing but you know what we don't want because there are people that if they got together and they all shook hands and smiled people are going to say the magic is back Right. And and the magic's never going to be back. (laughs) Right. No. And it would be, you know, the divorced couple thing works really well there. It's funny. Because if if the first time you see mom and dad hug as a kid, you go, (gasps) Mm -hmm. you know, maybe they can work this out. But I guess, you know, as Paul and Gene sit back, they go, all they have is the memories, you know, of things not working out and you know <laughs> and well, so I'm they telling don't even want to go fan, back to that as a fan who's been a fan since 1975 I don't want to see the band get back together because I don't want it to throw things off like to me as much as but, I love uh, the to, reunion hold on, to be so you don't want them to get together even for one night 20 minutes well that wouldn't bother me so much as long okay. as as long as like they could sit down in, in, in front of you know the cameras and say now listen if we play rock and roll all night it doesn't mean anything folks it's not permanent this don't start you know the petition don't do this don't it because it's not happening but the problem is there's and there's a few of them is that the (laughs) rock and roll hall of fame doesn't want kiss in there and they're not respecting kiss otherwise all the members would be inducted period yeah it would just be across i believe they did this on purpose they absolutely did and from their side of point of view they're like okay we're just going to shut these kiss fans up and we're going to be able to sell rock and roll merchandise with kiss's logo on it that's what they're hoping for in the long run so they wanted to have something for their tv show and they're not going to get what they want so they don't care and kiss they have a 40th anniversary tour that they have to promote and you know, to their credit, instead of saying, hey, we're going to get the band back together and do this 40th anniversary tour, they're sticking by Eric and Tommy. So, you know, despite what we were told for so many years that they'd throw them over in a heartbeat if Ace and Pete even sniffed around, well, it's not happening that way. Nope, it's not happening. And Paul and Gene, you know, that's the other thing. When you hear that Ace, I mean, that, sorry, oh my God, I'm going to get a letter for that. When you hear that, that Tommy is just a robot that does... 
you know what Paul and Jean says how do you know that how do you know it's just not he works well with them and is not a pain in the ass I think that that's a lot to do with it seriously plus I think that both Tommy and Eric have a lot more input than fans want to give them credit for I, I, oh, I think believe you that. hear the stuff you hear on the cruises and stuff like that you know I mean they Paul will jokingly refer to Tommy as Tommy Kiss fan that's right. that's his nickname in the band. So there you go. Well, I think it's possible to accept both Tommy and Ace in the paint. I think it's 100% possible. What do you think? I'm 100% there. I, I do it myself every day. And um, I meet people that go, I you know, I love them both all the time. And this is coming uh, from two Ace fans. Right. Yeah, big Ace fan, you yeah. know. You know, I I, the, I remember the um, girl on MTV saying "Space with Ace," and that's how I feel about it. Mm-hmm. Ace Frehley, you know, without his guitar sound, I don't think we would have had Kiss the way Kiss was. But at the same time, at this point in 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 history, I don't or have history. a problem with Tommy. Yeah. Um, let me ask you a question. This is like a bonus round thing. Why do you think the Ace became your favorite? Why not Pete? Why not Gene? Why not Paul? Well, okay. When Ace was Ace was my favorite when he was in the band early. Paul really kind of took over a lot at the end there. Yeah, but I'm talking about when you were a kid. It's 1978 or whatever. You tell me why. Uh, I want to. It was everything. The poses. You know, Ace has his distinct Ace style. Uh-huh. You know, and you know, and the playing was amazing. And you know, and then of course there was the movie. And you know, I was at that age when, you know, they were super. They were you know superheroes. superheroes yeah. We you know we acted it out, and Ace was able to shoot lasers out of his fingers and right. <laughs> Star Child. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Well, for me, I'll tell you the truth. Two of the guys scared the hell out of me. The other one didn't impress me that much. And so Ace was kind of like my lukewarm water, if you will. You know, like the old spinal tap thing, you know. We're, right. I'm, I'm fire, he's ice, and the other, the bass player was like lukewarm water. So uh, Jeans has scared the hell out of me. I don't know why. Well, I think he scared a hell of a lot of us. You know what I mean? That was one of the draws, though, at the same time. You know, the monster movie scares you, but you can't turn away, even though you do that thing where you cover up your your eyes and but you look through the fingers you know what i mean right right that's right, gene yes. simmons right there and paul he kind of scared me because i didn't know what to make of him you know this was in the time of david bowie and alice cooper and you didn't know who was what and what was who and you know so he kind of scared me in his own way and peter he just didn't ever really say much like it would be like and here's a peter chris interview it would be like three sentences yeah, I, you know what? It wasn't until I was older that I really thought he was the guy that did voices for Hanna Barbera. I know. I've had other fans tell me that they thought for the longest time in the '80s that Peter Chris did the Dairy Queen commercials and the GI Joe voices. <laughs> like they thought. That I had that no was, idea uh, that that was dubbed in until yeah. I got older. <laughs> yeah. Easy. They've got guns, but uh, yeah. Yeah. So, there you go. We're just. We're just ordinary humans. Not quite ordinary. <laughs> well, so 
I want to thank you for being on the podcast, and I'm sure oh, you'd yeah. like to thank me for being. I want to thank you for, for being, being on Podcast Rock City. There you go. I was gonna. Uh, I was hoping that we get that. So, so what's what's next for Podcast Rock City? What are, where I, do you see yourself going? You know, why should why should Podcast fans subscribe to you on YouTube or <clears throat> subscribe to you on iTunes? Well, you know. It, Every, every week you're going to get a different subject, and it's not just going to be me giving you my opinion. It's I'm genuinely asking for your opinion on the subject. I don't care if it's reverse of mine, you know, or the same as mine. You know, I really want to hear. I don't get a chance to talk to a lot of Kiss fans. I, I work with a couple, but it's the same old conversation. So my show is more of a conversation than it is anything else. It's, hey... I just saw the NHL show, and this is what I thought about it. What did you think about it? And then I'll get, you know, 20 or 30 letters and 40 or 50 comments. And, you know, and it's really cool that other people are either agreeing with me or going, Paul sounded amazing. He sounds amazing every time. I love Paul. He's God. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I, I just want to say this. Um, I've enjoyed your last three or four shows. Even the show where the guy who was going to boycott Kiss, I, I enjoyed that interview thoroughly. Uh, not to make fun of the gentleman, I thought it was a very fair and balanced interview. And I encourage oh, people to check that out. Uh, Joey, Jody was great. And I'd like to welcome you as one of the new kids on the block to the Kiss podcast world. And uh, we, we've been much. doing this since 2007. And uh, we're, we're glad to have you amongst the ranks of our friends Creatures of the Net, Decibel Geek, uh, History Science Theater, uh, Strange Ways, The Kiss Room. You know, all of us, uh, we, we, we're just all glad to have you around. And we've always kind of tried to give people access to our audience. And we're not afraid of competition. We've always tried to put a light on every KISS podcast that came through that was of note because it, for a while there it was like hey uh, I like KISS I'm going to start a podcast and it was just like every guy had a show for like three weeks and then it kind of diminished so the cream will always rise to the top sure yeah I don't know if I'm cream yet but I'm, I'm well, trying my hardest that's, that's the cream cast where they yeah. talk about you know <laughs> I'm Eric trying my Hopkins. hardest to keep things interesting and not uh and not bore people. But if it interests me, I'm gonna see if it interests you. And you, I mean, you know, and I know this sounds like blowing smoke, but I love your show and every, you know, all the shows that you mentioned are all awesome. And I, I am unfortunately a commuter and I travel to work. It takes me an hour to go and an hour to get back. And and whenever the shows come out, I immediately download them and and I go. And as a matter of fact, I just. I had heard of the Creatures of the Net before, but I hadn't had a chance to listen to it, and that kid is the bomb. Well, Cassius is, is he's going to outlive us all because he's yes. younger than all of us, and he's going to make this a career. So he's scary, he's so good. So God yeah, bless Yeah, and he's very friendly, and he immediately, I mean, I did my last show with, and he immediately was messaging me and telling me he loved it, and, and I was like, man, this kid is so cool, you know? <laughs> And he's wow. a big fan, and um, and uh, I think he's an Ace fan. That's cool. And and yeah. we we don't have like an official network thing. Uh, Chris Sinzak was going to start something called the I Love It Loud Network, and so we're, I'm just saying welcome aboard 
and uh, on behalf of the KISS Room, Kistry Science Theater, and all of us, uh, Creatures, and Decibel Geek, and Strange Ways, and the, the whole Hee Haw gang, just uh, glad you're in here and uh, do what you do. And I'm sorry yeah. for making your song, your show extra long. But No, 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 that's okay. It's totally worth it, and anybody listening is going to enjoy it. Okay. And then they got to go, and then they've got to listen to the next show that you guys do. Yeah. And they've got to listen to, you know, the Kiss Room, and they've got to listen to Kiss Science Theater's last show for the 40th anniversary was great. Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm always worried those guys are going to beat each other up. <laughs> no, no, no. They love each other too much. Those <laughs> yeah, are, I know they do. Those are some really cool guys, and uh, I can't say enough. I call them the them and Cassius are the Canadian division of the podcast. Yes, uh, yes. So. And 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 we have. I'm going to tell your your uh, listeners that we have a bit of a podcast network ourselves, but we have the Kiss Room, we have the podcast, and we also have a cheap trick show called Cheap Talk with Trick Chat. Right, and that's and, good too. And if you're a fan of them, you know, we've we've turned a lot of folks on to them, and uh, we did a Beatles special, and we're just going to do whatever we want to have fun. We're looking at an Alice Cooper show and a Monkey's show, so it, 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 it could all be cool. Uh, so. You know, when I was a kid, I always loved the Monkey's car. What's not to love? You know, the 60s shows and the 70s shows had the coolest cars. You had the Batmobile. You had the Monkey Mobile. The Munsters. The, yeah, the Munsters, definitely Dragula. And then you had the, the Green Hornets, Black Beauty, the Dukes yep. and the Hazards, General Lee. It was just an Arc 2. Remember Arc 2? I don't remember Arc 2. Arc 2 was a really weird show. If you're still listening, God bless you. We love you. But um, Arc 2 was a show... Uh, it was one of those filmation shows where they had like this RV, and it was a it was a it was a dude, a talking monkey, a Chinese girl, and a Mexican boy or something. You know, everything was multicultural, on um, like forced multiculturalism, and uh, it it took place in a pre a post apocalyptic world, and they were scientists trying to. Uh, stop things like overpopulation and nuclear oh, wow. poisoning. And I'm telling you, it's a great show. But they they had this really cool RV that they like. Uh, well, did it have like eight wheels, like four on each side? I can't remember, but I think so. Oh, I, I might have actually had that in the, the dark recesses of my brain. And they had like jet packs and like these really yes! cool things okay, on their wrists. Yes, okay, now I remember. Wrist. And the guy, it was like the air jet packs. That yeah. They would push the button and they would fly. Okay, and, man. And, 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 and like to bring it back to KISS, they had uh, these wristbands that were like the size of aces. Uh-huh. And they had like computers on there. They could communicate with one another. And How amazing. Know, I always loved wristbands. Anyway, so <laughs> right now people are going. Arc what two happened? Yeah, so the seventies were a weird time, folks. And fun and amazing. Yeah, where else could you have Little House on the Prairie, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, Deep Throat, and Pat Boone, Donnie Marie, and Alice Cooper? It was the Muppet like Show. A, yeah, the Muppet Show and. With Alice Cooper. Yeah, with Alice Cooper. There you go. <laughs> it was a great time. I mean, they aimed the village people at little kids. I remember seeing 16 Magazine because you'd buy those for the kiss posters, right? Right. I, and yeah, it would I have, have like, uh, right now. yeah, and it would have like, what is David Hodo looking for in a woman? And it's like, well, if I've got my guess, not much. <laughs> not much. No. <laughs> so, it, was, it, was, funny. it was a weird time. But God bless us each and every one well i uh encourage all 
podcast fans to check out Podcast Rock City. And I encourage everybody, all the Podcast Rock City fans, to listen to the Kiss Room. Very good. See, that wasn't forced at all. Look at that. Harmony. And and Podcast and everyone of those. Yeah, exactly. Truthfully, it's like, you don't even need TV. No, you really, if you've ever wanted Kiss Radio, you have Kiss Talk Radio out the wazoo. Can I say that? Wazoo? Yeah, you can. Okay, I did. All right, well, we will see you all in the next episodes of our respective shows. Thank you for being on my show, and I'm glad to be on yours. Thank you very much. Okay, we'll be seeing you. God bless. And that is our show. Thanks again for listening. Be sure to check us out on the web at www.podcast.com. You can also find us on Facebook and on iTunes. If you'd like to contact the podcast, please drop us a line at podcast at gmail.com. Big thanks to Julian and everyone at kissfaq.com. They've got great information there and a terrific message board, too. Thanks also to Keith LaRue and everyone else at Kiss Online for their great work representing the hottest band in the land. And as always, a big thanks to Paul Stanley, Gene Simmons, Ace Fraley, Peter Chris, Vinnie Vincent, Bruce Kulick, Eric Singer, Tommy Thayer, and the memory of the late great Eric Carr, and the late great Mark St. John. You are KISS, and we are your army. Podcast is created by the KISS Army for the KISS Army, and it is available for free as an internet download. If you like what you hear on our show, go buy it and support the people who made it. Podcast is not affiliated with KISS or any of its members past or present. On behalf of myself, Ken, and the whole rest of the Podcast crew, thank you for listening to Podcast, the KISS fanzine for your ears. Check out these ads for the following shows. We're proud to call these guys the friends of the Podcast Network. We are one. That's right, Kiss Army. We're having a rock and roll party, and you are invited. Tune into the Strange Ways Kiss Podcast and hang out with your Kiss Army brothers, Jody Havnock, Clinton Harris, and D Rock. Join us where we celebrate and discuss the gods of thunder. That's Strange Ways Kiss Podcast. You can find us on Facebook or Podomatic.com. We'll see you there. You wanted the best, you got the best. And if you want the hottest show on Monco Radio, Join us in the Kiss Room. The Kiss Room is a monthly radio broadcast celebrating the hottest band in the world. Kiss! It's your place for all things Kiss and some... For broadcast dates and all information, go to thekissroom.com. The Kiss Room broadcasts live and worldwide on Monco Radio, where music and minds meet. This is a really big moment. I am Cassius Morris, host of KISS podcast, Creatures of the Net. Our show content includes current events of the hottest band in the land, exclusive interviews, and the trials and tribulations of being a KISS fan. You can check out our show at www.creaturesofthenet.com and on Facebook or Twitter. And if you don't know the website name by now, well, you better f- we'll see you here. History Science Theater, the most civilized. Yeah. Oh, f- Oh, fuck <laughs> Come on. Respectful. Just imagine Gene with like, like a, a, with like a washtub bass. <laughs> boom, 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 boom. <laughs>
and serious. No, wait. Excuse me, Bob. You're going to come over and do my album. <laughs> Kiss Podcast on the web. History Science Theory. We bust balls because we care. Doctors define modern rock disorder as a sudden, intense drop in musical taste affecting all facets of the victim's lives and the lives of those around them. Over 20 million Americans suffer. Do you? Is your newfound love of Axe body spray, leather wristbands, and mountains of hair care products driving those close to you crazy? Has your overwhelming desire to crank Nickelback, drink a sixer of Natty Ice, and yell at girls from the back of a pickup truck seriously impaired your work or social life? The Decibel Geek Podcast offers new hope. The Decibel Geek Podcast, the only podcast proven effective for MRD. The Decibel Geek Podcast corrects the chemical imbalance created by listening to bands like Theory of a Dead Man and Three Doors Down, so that with time and your hosts Chris and Aaron's help, you can move toward recovery. MRD hurts. The Decibel Geek Podcast can help. Visit www.decibelgeek.com to begin the road to recovery. It's time for some cheap talk. You're listening to Trick Chat. Their mommy's all right. Their daddies are all right. They just seem a little weird. They even got their Kiss records out. This is Ken from the Podkiss. Join me, Matt, Andrew, and BJ as we talk about four great guys and three great chords. Cheap Trick. If you're a Kiss fan, chances are you've checked them out. So please check out our show, Cheap Talk with Trick Chat, available for now in the Podkiss feed. Keep cheap trickin'. You must remember this. A kiss is just a kiss. But this one's something else, sweetheart. Kiss, baby. Introducing the kiss that gets you, Angel. Kiss, a new group, a new album on Casablanca Records. 